get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greg Amzinger, product of Lindenwood University and uh, the St. Louis metro area, joining Carriker Smallman and Danny Mack on 101 ESPN via the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Greg, it's always great to talk to you, and I have uh, two questions before we talk ball. First is, how'd you hit him yesterday? I played well. You know, with three <laughs> holes to go, I was tied with Dan Plesak, and he's a four handicap. Ooh. Yeah, and then someone pointed that out to me, and I went double bogey, double bogey, triple bogey to end the round. Oh, man. See, that's they get in your head. Uh, uh, Well, first off, I'm mental to begin with, and then you give me a false sense of confidence, and then I just drive off a cliff. And that's literally what I did. I I, I was having fun, enjoying my time. Cliff Floyd was in our group. We were having a blast. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, I was like, I have a chance to beat Dan Plesak, and I got serious. And if I try, I'm terrible in everything in life. If I try, I'm terrible. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great approach to have, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was always the kid in the back of the classroom goofing off, and I would get a good grade on the test, and I really didn't do a lot of work. But if I studied, I'd get a C. I don't know why I'm that way, Randy. I don't know. I'm backwards. I'm also left-handed, so that also plays into it. I, I am also left-handed, although, as you know, I don't play golf left-handed. But I was in the back of a classroom goofing <laughs> off. Now, hmm. I, I didn't... Wait, wait, real the... quick, real quick, real quick. I know for a fact, because legend has it, that we're not the only ones that goofed off in the back of classrooms. The great Dan McLaughlin was also very well-known at Lindenwood. Really? For goofing off in the back of classrooms. Yes, that's what the legend... Legend has it. That was his M.O. Really? This is the first time I've heard of this truth. <laughs> it's the truth, though. It's the truth. See, there we go. The first okay. time this has been public, Greg. Greg, that was your oh, problem. Let me, let me When Dan McLaughlin was in class, That's he goofed tr- off in the back of the classroom. Well, there's a little truth to that. However, I will say this. I will say this. I was, as I always, if I'm asked to go speak, um, at a school, I will say this. Look, what we do for a living is not going to be found in a book. So I was probably behind a microphone or producing and editing and learning how to do oh, my yeah. craft, Greg. Good, so good. technically, yeah, yeah, I, was tr- I was really working hard. Uh, and because because of all the, the legend of Dan McLaughlin and one of my idols, I oh, behave the way I behave. To you... You are responsible for my 2.6 GPA at Lindenwood, Dan. You solely are responsible. God, that makes me feel great. I graduated with a 3.0. <laughs> that makes me feel okay. awesome. All right. I'm not shocked. The other thing, speaking of Lindenwood. And by the way, I learned from Randy yeah. who got a 180 his junior year, so yeah. whatever. But, but that was high school. That <laughs> yeah, was high school. All right. Uh, <laughs> I, I've got the transcript to prove it. Greg, 
the president of our alma mater. We're on the, the president's council. But for parents that are having kids that are going to school, John Porter is doing a really good job of leading the charge at Lindenwood. No doubt. And while we goof off about the way we behaved at Lindenwood, let's be honest, the three of us would not get accepted into Lindenwood today. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is how they've greatly improved things at Lindenwood University. It's a completely different environment. It's so cool. I've enjoyed being part of the President's Council. John Porter is the right guy right now for where this school is going. They want a national approach, but they're working from the inside out, uh, so they care about making St. Charles, a college town, which is going to happen. You're going to see Lindenwood really just take over the region uh, as they start to expand. And it's really exciting to be a part of it. I know, Randy, uh, we've talked a lot about it. Lindenwood's going to be, it already is a special place to us, but I think you're going to find that from coast to coast, it's going to be a school that people know about. And uh, I'm excited. I, I think the future is extremely bright for all our alma mater. Uh, you won't see a lot of Greg Amsingers and Randy Carrickers and Dan McLaughlin's walking around because you have people <laughs> actually care about their GPA and learning, <laughs> yes. which is a good thing. Well, Greg, there's a lot to unpack with the Cardinals-Dodgers game earlier this week. We've been talking about it all day today, yesterday. It's just a lot to get to, but let's start with the end of the game and Alex Reyes. What did you make of Mike Schultz's decision to bring in Alex Reyes in the ninth? Uh, I mean, you know, I don't think it was the right call. I mean, his last, his first 36 appearances, he had an ERA under one. He's one of the best relievers in baseball. Last 34, ERA over six. You know, playoff baseball is, you have to use your hot hand. Remember Edward Mahika? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was an all-star closer for the Cardinals, uh, one of the best relievers in baseball. Then okay, here comes October. We don't want him in the in the game in a pressure situation. Mike Matheny knew that. You go with your hot hand. And if you're going to use Alex Reyes, you've got to go low leverage. I know in a tied game, there's no such thing. So guess what? He's not getting in the game. You've got to use your best stuff. And Jack Flaherty not appearing in the game uh, reminded me of my good friend Buck Showalter. He's calling our playoff game today with Bob Costas and Jim Cott in uh, Houston, not using Zach Britton uh, in 2017. Wild card game with uh, Eddie Encarnacion walking it off with a, a game winner homer, and, and there was a Baldo Jimenez on the mound instead of Zach Britton, who was the best reliever in baseball. I'm not saying Flaherty is the best reliever in baseball right now, but he was the best option back there if you're going to put him in the bullpen so it's unfortunate when you don't have your best stuff out there and you lose that is unfortunate i don't want this to all fall on alex reyes's shoulders i think that's unfair the kid threw four pitches he's got a bright future with the st louis cardinals at the end of the day i was starting to hyperventilate because i really thought albert Pujols was going to walk it off and that would have been a worst case scenario if you ask me that would have been the worst but yeah it's too bad it really is and mike shield you know listen man it's, it's hard to ace this with you know um, three hundred thousand managers that live in st louis that know that they could do it better than him. <laughs> and, and he's going to go through a lot of criticism. That's what he's dealing with right now. But from my own personal perspective, Jack Flaherty has to be in that game. You know, I, I'm going to agree and disagree with you. I'm going to agree that you don't want to lose that game like Buck Showalter. And I think that was in 16 in Toronto when he gave up that home run, yeah. uh, Ubaldo Jimenez. So I agree that I, I want to see... If I'm going down, I'm going down with my best in a winner-take-all. So I'm with you there. I really wanted to see Henesis Cabrera. So I thought if they got to um, the extra innings, you may have seen Hudson, maybe Flaherty for an inning. And I understand where Mike was going with this, because if Henesis Cabrera is right and rested, 
He's, I mean, Greg, you know, you watch all these games. He's flat out nasty, and he's swing and miss, and he's going to strike you out. Um, but I think what Mike was thinking, it's a tight game late, and with a three-batter minimum, if he's not around the plate, you know, all of a sudden I've got two runners on, and he's walked a couple, and things are spiraling, spiraling out of control to where if he goes McFarland and can throw strikes – uh, then I can get out of the inning. And Alex Reyes comes in, I can get that one out. And his spot was due up fourth, and if I had to, I got to pinch hit. And then maybe it's Jack Flaherty. And I, if I'm going to start an inning, it's got to be Flaherty clean. I'm not bringing him in with a runner on. I, I just think there's a lot of moving parts, but I would have loved, to the greater point, I would have loved to have seen Hunnicent Cabrera at some point in that game. Uh, it makes sense that Mike Schill wanted McFarlane, who's around the plate, he's ground ball guy, although he, he didn't keep the ball on the ground with Pools and Souza, uh, got those guys out that he needed to get out. The issue is uh, being around the plate is important. And Hennessy Cabrera's had moments where he's been erratic, so I exactly. understand why McFarlane, McFarlane was a safer play for Mike Schill. But no one has been more erratic in the Cardinals' bullpen. Matter of fact, in the National League among relievers than Alex Reyes in the second half of the regular season. So if you're going to put Alex Reyes in the game, we're thinking one batter, okay. But if that's not a home run, what are the chances he walks Chris Taylor? And now you're out there to rot with Alex Reyes for the next two batters until they walk it off. Uh, you already got a guy on base. I, I, to me, in a winner-take-all game, if, if, if Wayno gets you through five, which he did, it eliminates Alex Reyes for me. Uh, I, you have too many other options in a game seven atmosphere, which is that, that's what it is. He doesn't appear in the game because of his inability to command his fastball. He cannot throw it for a strike consistently. So in a game like that, you can't put anyone on. That's why I did not feel good, even though the Astros were 5-0 and and forcing an ERA over 8 against Lance Lynn. I didn't like Lance McCullers in that game, one yesterday, going in because he had the fourth worst walk per nine in baseball. He's been very erratic. He kept the ball over the plate. His velocity wasn't at 98-99. He wasn't trying to overthrow. He was throwing strikes with his curveball. He didn't walk anyone. A guy that had been so erratic was focused on getting it over the plate, and that's why they dominated that game 1-6-1. I just think in a situation like that, Alex Reyes, he he could appear in game one and game two of a division series if you get there, but not in a game seven atmosphere. He just can't. Or with a runner on. Uh, if I'm going to yes, bring him in, it's go. got to be a clean inning. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, hey, Greg, what do you think this team needs to do to get over the top? Made it to the uh, wild card game this year. In 2022, what do the Cardinals need to do to become world champions? You're not going to see another class of shortstops like this in free agency. You're just not going to be able to pick and leverage negotiations against one other shortstop. And that's the other part of it. We're excited for the players, the Correas and the Baez and the Seegers and the Stories and all these guys, Marcus Simeon, uh, Chris Taylor. It's exciting for all these guys, but the reality is, in a negotiating uh, forum, a team can say, hey, Carlos, we love you, but if you really want eight years, Corey Seager's going to take seven. We'll just go with him. Like that, that is how this, this works. So you have an opportunity to get a star short up. And Edmundo Sosa, I think, has a bright future. Uh, he's a really good young player. But you saw uh, in that wildcard game, there are, there are current moments where it just gets too big. The stage is too big for certain players. And he, he just didn't look comfortable. They had to get him out, put the young in there. I think it was the right move. I don't think Edmundo Sosa is a world championship shortstop for the St. Louis Cardinals. Not when you've got an Arenado and a Goldschmidt. Look, I don't think the Cardinals, because of the money they've got invested, 
can go long term and, and give a tenure contract out to Carlos Correa because that's what he's going to want. Okay, I don't think that's a possibility. But because of age, listen, Johnny Peralta's contract didn't exactly work out the way people wanted it to back in St. Louis. But he had some productive years, uh, and because of his age when they signed him, it wasn't a long term contract. You could have a similar situation for someone like Marcus Simeon, and Marcus Simeon with 45 home runs would that translate the same to Bush Stadium? I don't think so. Do I think he's a 30 homer bat? Yeah. Do I think he could play shortstop still, even though they moved him to second base? The answer is yes. So I, there are options. Chris Taylor. I want to see if he could play shortstop every day. I think we're going to find that out. I'd be he intrigued. I think Cardinals have to take advantage of this free agent shortstop class and put the cherry on top of a world championship Sunday. Other than that, I love the rest of the team. I really do. I really love the rest of the team. Ford Frick Award winner Bob Costas, Jim Cott, Buck Showalter, and Tom Verducci will call MLB Network's telecast of ALDS Game 2 with the White Sox against the Astros this afternoon at 107 from Minute Maid Park. Greg Amzinger, Harold Reynolds, and Alex Avila will host pre- and post-game coverage for the game. And, man, Houston was impressive yesterday. You mentioned McCullers, but a lot of good things happening for Houston, even though we might not want them to win. you got to give them credit, right? Yeah, absolutely. And more importantly, my show starts at noon eastern anything before anything before 6 p.m is a morning show for me (laughs) so i'm currently standing in my closet right now staring at my suits and my ties you guys are part of the process here should i wear a cardinal red blazer on the show no what do you think no 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 no. i love that idea you you don't need to turn into ron burgundy here i think it's great Wait, wait. So wait. Listen, does Tennessee vote? I'm not voting, but since there are three people voting in the in the studio right now, I'm out, you guys will decide. Am I wearing a Cardinal red blazer? Uh, yes or no? Yeah, you're a Cardinal Hall of Famer, Greg. All right, there you go, uh, Michelle. What about you, Greg? I think that with your skin tone and your hair color, that red will really pop on camera. <laughs> And it'll be a to us here in St. Louis. I love it. I vote yes. She would have been the only one to give you that kind of answer. Well, maybe, Randy. I would not have. I, I, more than anything, Greg, I'm just worried about your hairspray. Just make sure you got it going, babe. You got it, man. Sorry, Dan. You lose this. I'll be wearing a red blazer. Today. I understand. Thanks a lot. You helped me dress. You impacted our show. Thank you, guys. <laughs> and we will be tuned in at... Noon St. Louis time? Is that right? No. No, it'll be 11. 11. So they're on the East Coast, Randy, and that's noon. And that means we're an hour behind. It's a two-hour pregame is what you're telling us. (laughs) Right. That's good. Yes, yes, yes. You're the best. All right. Thanks, Greg. All right, guys. See you guys. See See you later. Take care. Greg Amzinger, MLB Network, joining us on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. 
BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.